All right, here we are with the news for May 3rd. Is it the 3rd? Yeah, it's the 3rd. Monday. We're going to be dropping on Monday, 6, 6.30, probably around 6. Anyway, here's what's going on. Had a great week. Went to, let's see if I can adjust myself here. Went to Chicago, Billings, Montana, St. Paul, Billings, Chicago. Really short week. Got home, left out Monday, got home Thursday. So I've been off all week, so I have no excuse to do this at the last minute, but I still did. I uh, went to a car show this weekend, put on by, well, it was hosted by Wisconsin Hot Radio, Radio, but it was put on by the Be Lazy Diner. It was a fabulous event. It was, uh, they brought in a pasture and it blessed the cars, well over 100 cars. Uh, I got some great footage. If you want to take a look at it, you can look at it in the Trucking with Kingfish uh, YouTube channel. I've noticed that when I when I put it up here in the podcast, some of the video uh, app players don't play the video. So my suggestion is uh, just go to the YouTube channel or the Facebook channel, Trucking with Kingfish. I think that one's TWK, Trucking with Kingfish on Facebook. And then the other one is the YouTube is uh, just Trucking with Kingfish. I pretty much put most, almost all the videos up on YouTube if I can. I just recently had to change all the music, so hopefully when I get to watch it, it'll it'll make sense. It'll play at a copyright claim. I thought I could use the the music I was using, but apparently I couldn't. Oh well, we live and learn, right? Anyway, that's all I got. So just go check out those videos. I think there's some good there's some good stuff there. There's a truck on fire. There's uh, the car show that I just went to. I think I took some great shots there. There's the Hector uh, Zayas video, which is just fantastic. You see his uh, tribute truck to his Vietnam vets. There's the chassis swap. That's where they take the chassis from one truck and then move them over to an, or one container, take them off a chassis because the chassis had bad brakes in this case, and then moved it over to another chassis. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, on those chassis, it's kind of strange, but there's only like four little clips on each corner that hold everything down, which is kind of shocking. It just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it's enough to do it, but it works. Uh, sometimes people don't lock those things down. High winds will blow them off and boom, they hit the ground. So make sure you lock your chassis in place. All right, well, let's get on with the show. All right, and I hope you go check out the videos. All right, let's get going. Here we go. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation Checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. Well, here's something that doesn't happen very often. Of course, we have to start off on a sad note. Uh, preventive maintenance. Let's talk about preventive maintenance. Well, who knows what really happened here? Maybe they didn't do maintenance. Maybe they did. But an I-10 out in California earlier in the week 
uh, over near Morongo Valley, you know, Morongo, California, right there by all the Indian casinos, not too far from Palm Springs, just east of, you know, uh, Ontario. I'm trying to think of the town. I should have known it. Ontario, you know, right where the 10 and the 17 come together. Or, sorry, 15. Right where the 10 and the 17, I keep saying 17, 15, where the 15 and the 10 come together, just east of there. Guy, driver was going eastbound, and he lost the tandems off his... Well, it looks like they came right off the tractor. You know, the tool tandems tires on one side is drive tires. His drive tires literally sheared off, rolled together. You know, they stick together and took out a couple of cars. Luckily, nobody was killed. They were just seriously injured. So it's under investigation whether this is a uh, you know, mechanical failure or lack of maintenance. Who knows? But either way, check your stuff out. Especially we get the inspection coming up next week or later this week. So, all right, keep that in mind. We'll talk more about that later. Let's get moving on. Well, it looks like Forward Air, you know, Forward Air, the trucking company, have decided to buy Atlanta-based J&P Hall Express as part of the company's ongoing LTL network expansion strategy. It's expansion strategy. Hmm. J&P Hall Express has been in business since 1989. Let's see, they do LTL, full truck load, LCL, I don't know what LCL is, CFS, warehousing and airport transfers across the southern United States. Uh, J&P Hall Express generates approximately $15.8 million in annual revenue, according to news reports. Well, that should be interesting. So, Ford Air operates 200 facilities across the country and employs more than 5,200 people. J&P has 110 workers and operates 70 power units. Kind of surprised they bought them. They're kind of small for Ford Air, but hey, I'm sure they got some plans going. So, let's get moving on. Well... Where else but in Houston, right? <laughs> this is hilarious. Down in Houston, uh, let's see, what was it? The 28th of April, uh, a couple of cow, a couple of cows. Oh, a cow. A cow got loose and ended up on near the I-10, which was pretty interesting. You know, you think that's, you know, Houston, I guess it's Texas. I was going down to Houston once. I was north of there. What is it, the 58? I don't remember so long ago. Anyway, some, before I went over this, this little hill, some guy waved me down and I stopped and I said, hey, what's going on, man? He says, ah, fence broke down in front of you. There's a herd of cow on the road, roadway. And I was like, oh, man, I'm glad I stopped. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have hit them all. So somebody waves you down. Maybe it's a herd of cows in front of you. This was just one cow. But anyway, a few hours later, after they got the, uh, the report of the cow, police received reports of an alligator chilling on a busy bridge in Baytown, blocking one lane of traffic. Officers arrived, closed off a portion of the bridge, while members of the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department placed a rope around the alligator. Uh, looks like the alligator wrestled and spun in protest of the rope. Well, I guess he didn't like it. But officers were able to hold it down and tape its mouth shut before transporting it to a nearby waterway uh, via pickup truck and releasing it. Well, that's one thing uh, I'm sure that nobody complained about when the cops uh, tied that one up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, you know, honestly, I had no idea they had alligators in Texas. Absolutely no idea. All right, let's get moving on. Oh, this one really sucks. Apparently, dump truck driver down in Kansas was, uh, let's see what it says here. No, it doesn't say where it's at. Anyway, truck driver, oh, Meriden in Valley, Valley Falls, Kansas. 
uh, earlier in the week, what happened was he raised, he was a dump truck driver, and he raised his bed up to dump whatever it is he had. And he hit the power lines, causing whatever was inside the truck to catch on fire. Then when he jumped out of the truck, he got electrocuted. Now, it doesn't say whether he, he was, you know, they said they took him to the hospital, but that's all it says. So, but anyway, if you're going to raise your dump truck, you know, make sure you know what's around you before you do it. Don't just assume that you're clear because, well, you don't want to get electrocuted. All right, let's get moving on. Well, this will make it a little weird over the summer. It's probably nothing, but what happened is the FMCSA got petitioned by, you know, people who handle the fuel supply, you know, refineries, uh, gas stations, things like that, asking for relief on the hours of service that the tanker drivers drive. Apparently, there's a huge shortage of tanker drivers in America. Nobody wants to do that work, apparently. And, well, they say we're going to have fuel shortages this summer. Whether we do or not, I don't know. It kind of takes us back to 1970 with Jimmy Carter was in office. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, If it happens, it does. We'll deal with it. But hopefully it doesn't happen. I don't know. You know, it's... uh, kind of strange they they know this far in advance that it's going to happen but we'll have to wait and see on that but there's been a lot of reports on it I've seen a lot of reports on that that so if you're thinking about getting into driving and you want to do fuel trucks you know or you got a couple of years and you want to try something else check into it i don't know maybe they're going to have bonuses for pays to get guys in it's really hard to say all i know is that if they would probably increase the pay of the fuel truck drivers they probably would have them lining about the door you know, that's just my thought on it. Yeah, you know, get some of these retired guys back in. All right, let's keep moving on. Well, there's always one of these top 10 lists, you know, the rudest drivers, worst roads, things like that. So, so the top 10 worst rude driver states will go from 10 to 1. Alaska. All right, that's not stopping at stop signs and, you know, everything else you can consider. Uh, Iowa. These are rude driver citations, all right? Iowa, uh, number nine. Nebraska, number eight. Wisconsin, number seven. I live in Wisconsin. I thought drivers are pretty friendly here. Uh, it says drivers here are 23% higher than the average, or the national average. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Ohio, well, that I believe. Number five, Wyoming. Really? Seriously? Wyoming? Rude drivers in Wyoming? There's not enough drivers in Wyoming to make a top five. Georgia, number four. Yeah, that I believe. Just Atlanta alone. Uh, three, Idaho. No, I don't know. I thought drivers were pretty nice in Idaho. Delaware, once again, too small to even be on this list. Most common citation, uh, failure to stop at a red light. Uh, Virginia, number one, failure to stop at a red light. Looks like the number one thing is failure to stop at a stop sign or failure to stop at a red light. Those are the two things that they consider their top list. Uh, I wouldn't have Alaska. Do they even have enough red lights? I don't know. All right, let's get moving on. There's always some lists like this. I don't know why they do this, but I guess because people like me talk about it. All right, let's get moving on. You know, here's something I would never would have thought of. You know, and you know, here's the thing with trucking: we're involved with everything. Literally, when they say, if you got it, a truck brought it, it, they're not kidding. Well, in California, they have the drought, and the drought is so bad that the waterways are 
you know, they're impassable for the salmon. So the fish hatcheries are going to release 16.8 million young salmon from the Central Valley hatcheries, which will be trucked to coastal sites around, around the San Pablo, San Francisco, Half Moon, and Monterey Bays. It will take 146 truckloads to get the fish transported. Getting the fish transported means taking up about 146 truckloads to the Pacific Ocean from four state hatcheries. And federal officials will do the same from one hatchery that San Francisco Chronicle reported. So that's five fish hatcheries, one federal and four state. It says uh, California's iconic na uh, native Chinook salmon need cold water to survive, but dams have blocked their historic retreat retreats to the chilly upper reaches of Northern California's Sacramento River Tri 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, tributaries. Tributaries. It's tributaries. What the hell was I thinking? Uh, it's not a word I use on a daily basis. So apparently, it's uh, you know, it's something they're gonna have to work on. But it's it all has to do with the the water levels. Apparently, they've done this before. It's uh, I don't know. It just seems kind of strange. I've never I didn't know they do they did that. But I guess they do. So all right, let's get moving on. So if you see a fish truck, it's probably salmon, right? Maybe it'll be on your plate someday. All right, let's get moving on. Well, if you're going to go to the Iowa, Iowa 80 truck stop for, uh, you know, the trucker's jamboree and you got an electric vehicle, you're in luck. Because the world's largest truck stop has installed two DC fast charge point electric vehicle charging stations. The charging stations can charge up to 128 kilowatt vehicles. Uh, they are universal self-service chargers can charge any brand of vehicle uh to 80 percent in 20 to 30 minutes well that's not right considering how long people park on the fuel island in their cars or trucks that seems pretty reasonable they you know and you have to worry about a spill nothing's going to spill it's just going to get whatever you're going to get iowa 80 began this project over a year ago by first installing a stub station that can provide 760 kilowatts of charging power to ev chargers respond providing the option to add more charging stations in the future so, uh, I don't know. That's pretty cool, I guess. Hmm. Most of the time I see these things, I never see anybody use them, but I think those days will come when people will start using that stuff. So, we'll have to see what happens. All right, let's get moving on. Oh, if you get an electric vehicle, let me know. Tell me what you think of it, all electric vehicle. 414-666-1926 or send me an email at kingfishcafe at gmail.com. All right, let's get moving on. Well, here's one for you up in Prince Edward Island. Apparently, if you deliver to the island, you are not allowed. This is up in Canada. You are not allowed to leave the truck due to COVID restrictions. A man did that, went for a friend with a drive. Now he has a $1,000 fine to go with his delivery. It says here, with the help of Charlottesville's e-watch cameras, police were able to determine the direction the truck was going, locate it, and pull it over. A uh, local citizen, uh, the local Karen, called the driver in, but they should have known that. Don't uh, don't leave your truck if you're on Prince Edward Island. $1,000 fine. Lucky him. All right, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. Over in India, they're getting hard hit. They're getting hit hard by the coronavirus, and it's getting bad. The guys who deliver the oxygen are working around the clock. Some of the drivers haven't been home for six months because they've been working, trying to keep up with the oxygen supplies. So, 
These guys are heroes. These are they're stepping up the plate. Drivers everywhere. Well, you know, we all look a little different, but the thing is, is we get the stuff there when people need it. And these guys in India are really stepping up to the plate. They're doing what they need to do to, to make sure that the people are okay. Because without that oxygen, those people are going to die. There's going to be people that are going to die. And, you know, I applaud the Indian truck drivers who are doing the oxygen deliveries. I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. Nobody's going to thank you. We know you're doing a good job, okay? But nobody's going to thank you. It's just the way we are. We're truck drivers. We don't expect things. We just do what we got to do. That's not why we got into that. Now, on the, on the side of the U.S., you know, from the U.S. side, uh, it looks like UPS Foundation, it's the charitable foundation for UPS trucking package, I guess it's UPS package. They are delivering 2,184 Nuvu oxygen concentrators manufactured by Birmingham, Alabama-based Nidic Medical Products. And they're shipping them to New Delhi in India. All right. And then from, you know, they're going to go from Atlanta to New Delhi. All right. And then from Delhi, they're going to be taken all over the country. So hopefully that'll help. Uh, I don't know exactly how these things work, but all I know is that people are hurting. And, well, we're drivers. We'll get the job done. That's what we do, right? All right. Let's get. All right. That's all I got for this week. I've noticed. There's a really annoying hum in my sound. I can't figure out where it's coming from. I think it's this DBX. I don't know. I will find it. I will find the source of this hum eventually. And I will get rid of it. But I'm going to throw in that music that I usually put on the end at a real low level to try to hide that hum, which is driving me crazy. So, anyway, that's all I got for the week. Uh, I leave out in the morning, or early afternoon, I should say. I'll be back at the end of the week. Anyway, check out those uh, videos, like I said, on the YouTube channel. Also, uh, get over for tow trucks, get over for cops. You know, that's very important. You know, don't be lazy. And also, human trafficking. If you see anything that you suspect is human trafficking, please call 911. You know, don't, uh, you know, we're up at odd hours. We're everywhere. You know, let's put a stop to this. They're using our industry to move these people around. We can't have that. Let's police ourselves. All right? That's all I got. I hope you have a great week. The weather's starting to warm up, so let's enjoy the summer. All right? Have a good one. Kingfish out.